guys, and welcome back to uh, Battle Prowse and Political Savvy of Antiquity. I am Grant, and this is the Seleucid Dynasty, episode 7, I think. Yeah, I think it's episode 7. Antiochus III, the Great. Well, so this is this episode we fi- is finally going to be like a one of decent length. However, I'm trying to condense it a little bit so I don't ramble on too much. And also, the sources are kind of murky, so I wish this episode could be longer, but it's probably not going to be too long. However, we are finally getting to a point where the Seleucid Empire is recovering, so let's get right in, shall we? Okay, hold on. First, I need to go through my script to find out where I am at. Okay. Antiochus was the younger son of Seleucus Callinicus and his cousin wife Laodice. His dad had lost much of the empire and barely held on to what he had retained. I was a little hard on Seleucus Callinicus and a little and too soft on Antiochus Hyrax. Hyrax. I will also um I will take that into account in the last episode when I'm right up when I'm ordering them. Um, his brother Alexander was crowned um Seleucus III um. Soter, or uh, or his nickname, Coronus, but his brother died after two years, and Antiochus took over when he was only 18 years old. However, he had done a good job uh, governing his, um, he was basically the satrap of Babylon. He handled the region. Um, Okay, well, when he became uh, the ruler, people, uh, many people rebelled. Uh, Over in Media and Persia, the brothers and rulers of Media and Persia, Molon and Alexander, rebelled, but he beat them and consolidated that region. Uh, he also had to consolidate Babylonia because his uh, minister, Hermias, rebelledish. Yeah, he basically, Hermias was, uh, wanted to be king himself. Anyway, after that, he conquered the northern part of Media called Media, Media Atropane, which, um, was, uh, which was the region was founded in the Persian Empire. Anyway, with uh, his uh, possession secure, other than um, Asia Minor, which was ruled by uh, a man named Achaeus, he was ready to go to war with Ptolemy Philopater, the new, young, and maybe in- and maybe incompetent pharaoh. After Ptolemy III's death, Egypt became chaotic, with Ptolemy Philop- Philopater being ruled by his ministers. So Antiochus uh, uh, um, capitalized on this and would invade, to, and he also needed to rebuild the Seleucid honor that had been lost during the reign of Callicanus and Caraunus. He, uh, he entered, he initially retook Seleucia Pyra, which was their main port, which had the corpses of Antiochus I and Seleucus I, uh, and Phoenicia. And he entered Coily, Syria. The panicking Ptolemaic uh, ministers did something that was, uh, that most uh, armies did not do in the Hellenistic age. They recruited local Egyptians into the army. As uh, both armies gathered at a, a town known as Raphia, which is the modern-day Rafah, in Syria. The Ptolemies had lost uh, a lot, of, uh, some ground, but they were ready with their new Egyptian and Macedonian phalangites, their Galatian, Thracian, Libyan, and Greek mercenaries, and their cavalry, as well as their African war elephants. The Seleucid army had their phalangites, cavalries, mercenaries, and, except, uh, and their Indian war elephants, which were thought of as better to use in battle than African war elephants. For a long time, we, uh, for the first time in a long time, we can finally talk about a battle because we actually have information on it. The battle was looming. 
The battle began when Antiochus's right flank cavalry smashed into Ptolemaic's uh, right flank and uh, chased them away. But Antiochus, being a, uh, a young king, chased them too far for glory. And um, and the Ptolemaic cavalry on the Ptolem on the Ptolemaic right flanked the Seleucid left. And then um, and then the Ptolemaic phalangites pushed back the Seleucids. The Seleucids had lost, but it was not a really crushing loss. About 15,000 Seleucid phalangites and other, uh, other infantry and cavalry were dead, and his homies lost a few thousand. But in the PCO, he did get uh, Seleucia Pyra, which, would be, which was a pretty important town, being the center of the corpses of our two greatest kings so far, and being the main port for the capital city, Antioch on the Orontes. With the war over, and, uh, Antiochus could now handle the usurper in Asia Minor, Achaeus. Allied with Attalus of Pergamon, he attacked and took a lot more of Anatolia. Then Achaeus, uh, then he had uh, Achaeus brutally killed uh, at his capital of Sardis. After that, he took Armenia, first as a vassal state, but then as a full-on part of the empire. He then marched east to Media to prepare for his great eastern expedition. He was restoring the empire, where Kronos had lost, where um, Calicanus had lost the, uh, Anatolia and the east. He was restoring it. The east would soon be reconquered. But we have little source material on this. He first marched into Parthia, where he beat Arsaces III and took some territory and made Parthia a client state. He then marched east, east, east sorry, and beat Euthymus uh, and made Bactria a client state. He then recaptured the regions of Carmania, uh, Carmania, Dragiana, and Dragiana, and Aracosia. He then captured the Hindu Kush and parts of the Punjab. He he then returned and was and hailed himself as the Great or Magas. Anyway, now uh, at, by, by this time, Ptolemy Philopater had been murdered or killed somehow, uh, and Ptolemy V took over, being only a baby, uh, with his mother as regent. Um, Antiochus, capitalizing on this, invaded the Ptolemy, uh, and the, but the and uh, invaded and beat the Ptolemy's ministers and took Phoenicia, Palestine, Coele, Syria, the Ionian coast, South Cilicia, uh, Cyprus, and Lycia. So basically, everything outside of actual Egypt and the Macedonians got the Cyclades. The Cyclades. The Ptolemy kingdom was now a not a non-power in the Hellenistic world. A year after the Syrian War, Philip the uh, the second uh, the fifth sorry Philip the fifth lost the Battle of, of Cynocephaly, destro basically destroying the Antigonid Kingdom. Now the Seleucid Empire is the only re uh, remaining powerful successor kingdom and the only challenge to Rome. At the around this time, the defeated but still skilled and famous Carthaginian general Hannibal arrived in the Seleucid court. But Rome was not happy about this. Antiochus, however, would not give Hannibal away. But Hannibal was being a little bit of a fool in his court. The Aetolian League were, was mad at the Romans at uh, Rome because they were their biggest supporters during the war uh, with the other Greeks in Macedon. They had helped the, the uh, Rome since Rome arrived in um, Greece, but they had gotten nothing out of the wars. So they allied with Antiochus. Antiochus arrived at Thrace uh, and took over Thrace and Macedon. He tried to ally with Philip, but Philip uh, uh, said no to an alliance, and Pergamon and Rhodes joined Rome. Soon, every other Greek state joined Rome. Antiochus moved south and took Thessaly, but he was stopped at Thermopylae when a Roman army twice the size of his own force crushed him. 
He also downgraded Han- Hannibal's usefulness by making, making him a naval commander, where he lost at Eurymedon. Also, his admiral, Polyzendius, took, hor- uh, took, took two horrible defeats against the enemy navy. Uh, Antiochus then decided to withdraw back to Asia Minor. Hannibal, however, uh, but let's go back to Hannibal. Hannibal would escape the war alive, but he would die soon, the same year that his rival Scipio Africanus died. And uh, when Antiochus returned to Asia Minor, a Roman expedition joined by the army of Eumenes of Pergamon uh, attacked him. It was led by uh, by uh, Eumenes II of Pergamon, but the Roman commander was Scipio Asiana, Asia, 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 I can't pronounce it. Uh, sorry. But the, basically, he was, just the young, he was just the younger brother of Scipio Africanus. But Scipio Africanus was there, and he probably would be commanding. However, the Romans would not let him actually command an army. Anyway, the Seleucid army was slightly larger than the Allied army. But during the Battle of Magnesia, um, partly due to uh, the Scythariots running amok in the Seleucid force and uh, causing chaos, the Seleucid army broke. Many thousands of Seleucids uh, were killed, and uh, Antiochus lost a lot in that battle. They had, uh, it was a really bad loss, and the war ended with Antiochus giving away all of Asia Minor and his European possessions to Rome, Pergamon, and Rhodes. Ugh, Rome, they just ruined everything. Antiochus needed some money to fight rebels after his loss because they are rising up again in the east. But he, and he, but the way he did this was by raiding temples and taking money. However, some locals killed him when he was looting their town. A sad end for a great man. Now it's time to rate Antiochus the Third the Great. Well, this is gonna be tough because he was doing he was doing perfectly until Rome came around and beat him. Well, let's start off with battle prowess. I'm gonna give him a 17. He would have had like a 19 or a 20 if Rome hadn't gone around and ruined his streak. He uh, he took over Atropane, Media, Persia, Babylonia. Uh, most of Egypt, and he essentially made Egypt uh, a protectorate by marrying his daughter Cleopatra Syra, meaning from Syria, to Ptolemy V. Uh, he also took over Asia Minor, and he took uh, lots of European territory, as well as his expedition to the east, which was so successful. He basically reconquered the empire, only to have it be retaken, uh, only to have Asia Minor lost by the Romans, lost to the Romans. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, next category, political savvy. Uh, he was pretty savvy. He made some good marriage alliances. He made a good alliance with the Aetolian League. Uh, he got some good deals during his war. However, you can't call it non-political savvy when the Romans refuse to accept your peace deal. Because you try making peace deals with the Romans. They all, it's like the Romans win one battle, kill like two soldiers, and lose one man. Then they demand that you get, uh, hand them half their empire because they say it was a glorious victory. Anyway, I'm gonna, for political savvy, he did make so many protectorates and he reconquered the empire. I'm gonna go 16. Yeah, 16 seems fair. Uh, okay, next category, success. Ugh, Rome, why? He would have had a 25 if, he, if Rome hadn't came along and destroyed everything. So I'm gonna give him a 19 for success. Yeah, 19. 19's fine. That's not a bad score. Okay. Next category, assassinated. Yes, and he was looting a town. I'm going to give him a one. Yeah, okay. So right now, his uh, current score is... Hold on, let me do some quick math. His current score is 53. Uh, okay, next category. Um, 
Effect uh, upbringing. Oh, yeah. First, we do the bonus of upbringing. Well, he was not supposed to be king. Uh, he basically controlled Syria with everyone else, like, stealing territory. He rebuilt the empire from, like, specks of dust that lie every From a few specks of dust. I'm going to have to go four with this. Uh, actually, I'm going to go three. No, four. Yeah, I'm going to go four. That seems fair. Um, okay. So, four. That adds into his score. Uh, next effect on the empire. He rebuilt it, but he lost Asia Minor. I'm gonna give him an eight. Yeah, eight seems fair. No, not. Nah. I'm gonna give him a nine. Yeah, but his successors will. Well, oh, I'm not gonna spoil that actually. Uh, okay. Yeah, nine. No, eight. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with eight. Okay, okay. Um, next, the last category, effects on the world. He had a big effect because then per, because Pergamon and Rhodes. Took Anatolia. When the last Pergamene king died, he handed his kingdom over to Rome, who got their first massive Asian possession. Mithridates of Pontus would then take that and invade Greece. But once the Romans invaded that again, they would retake a lot. They would take a lot of territory in Anatolia. They'd eventually even vassalize the Seleucid Empire. But I'm going to talk about that later. He had a massive effect, especially on the empire, but on the world too. He reconquered the empire. It doesn't matter if he lost Anatolia. That's like a that's like a small part in a massive empire. However, actually, it does matter. It's a pretty big portion. I'm gonna go sixteen. Yeah, sixteen's definitely okay. Yeah, okay. So Antiochus the Great, his total score is eighty-one out of a hundred. I think he definitely deserves the title of Imperator because. He was a young king who ruled an empire that was going through a lot of political strife. He turned the weakened empire back into a full kingdom and reconquered so much land, as well as taking new land. He, like, wiped out the Ptolemaic Empire, taking all their possessions, except for Egypt. So he definitely deserves the title uh, Imperator. So I hope you guys will... So this episode is over. I hope you guys will join me next time for my next episode on the usurpers that he had to deal with. Molon, Alexander, Hermias, and Achaeus. Then eventually, his son, uh, his sons Antiochus and Seleucus. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. I hope to see. You, I hope to hear from you guys later. Bye.